This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. It's a rare thing in the music business when you find a talented singer whose riches of voice reflect who he is really inside. It's as if the voice can sometimes mirror the depth of spirit. It's like a frequency that lets you in. There are some voices you can tune into, and it's as if you have a direct line to their inner soul, their generosity. And sometimes that direct line lets you know the beauty of their sheer physicality. Other times you can hear in the voice their sense of humor, a hint of personality trait, or a whisper of humanity. The acoustical elements of some singers can actually give us confidence and, of course, the desire to hear them repeatedly. So, the human voice can be our roadmap through to the human soul. And such is the case with my guest today, an operatic baritone who possesses the beautiful sound that we all want to relate to and hear repeatedly. His name is Trevor Shinneman, and he is a man of substance with the voice to match. I have known Trevor since he joined Washington National Opera in the Domingo Caffritz Young Artist Program. I have seen and heard him grow from a young singer to an established and polished artist. And through it all, I have never doubted that Trevor Shinneman would be identified with a rich baritone sound that distinguishes him above other singers. Highlights of his career include performances as Sharpless in Madame Butterfly, in Toulouse, Washington National Opera, and in Santiago, Count Almaviva in Le Nozze di Figaro with San Francisco Opera, the Metropolitan Opera, Washington National Opera, and in Bordeaux, Guglielmo in Cosi Fantuti with Opera Frankfurt and Washington National Opera, the title role in Don Giovanni with Washington National Opera, and L'Opera de Monte Carlo, Escamillo in Carmen in Puerto Rico, and Marcello in La Boheme at Atlanta Opera and Washington National Opera. And he has exciting work still ahead of him at the Metropolitan Opera in the coming season. I am thrilled to have baritone Trevor Shinneman with me today on Center Stage. Good morning, Trevor, and welcome. Good morning. I, I don't know how I'm going to live up to that intro, but thank you so much for having me. I think it's going to be easy for you to live up to that intro, Trevor. So lovely. Thank you. Well, listen, now I know you to be a nice, good-looking, normal guy who loves to wear flip-flops, drive his truck, and love <laughs> his family. So how so true. how in the world did you forsake a normal life to become an opera singer? Oh, gosh, don't my parents uh, ask that same question every day. Uh <laughs> Yeah, because I, I originally wanted to be, when I was growing up, uh, an airline pilot. And, what? Uh, growing up, that was, <laughs> yeah. Growing up, that was, you know, a very nice, uh, stable career path. And my parents were very excited about that. Wow. Um, they even paid for me to get my private pilot's license. You know, I had that coming out of high school. And um, the uh, summer between high school and college, um, and I got such a backup. My family had always been a musical family at least valued music in the home, mm -hmm. and I was required to to play an instrument of some kind. Uh, I started with piano and then moved to classical guitar. And nice. then uh, the summer between, just for fun, you know, just, just uh, as, uh, I guess, and to enrich my life, as my parents would, would put it. Um, uh, but uh, the summer between uh, high school and college, I saw an ad in the paper for voice lessons locally here in um near Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. and I took a couple lessons just uh, out of curiosity to, to maybe sing a little bit with my guitar, and my, my uh, 
my teacher then, John Gilbertson, a wonderful operatic tenor, uh, immediately recognized that there was a quality that, that he wanted to, to foster. And I kind of got me excited about uh, producing an operatic type voice and uh, kind of built slowly ever since. I'm I'm totally gobsmacked, Trevor. This, you know, for, you had me at airline pilots, so I'm still trying to get right. over that. So, yeah. <laughs> and and here you go, you go in and take a few lessons just to supplement, you know, playing the guitar and yeah. and being the pilot who plays guitar and sings, and then right. you make this big discovery about your voice. How did that go down with you? Were you excited? Um, I think I was pretty ambivalent, and oh. I will say I I was not, and I still don't really consider myself a stage animal or someone that that longs to be in front of people necessarily. Um, I was a pretty shy, shy kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was kind of wondering what this would lead to or, you know, why bother even if I had a talent. But then I started, you know, with some, with some encouragement uh, auditioning around town and I got, um, Uh, an offer to sing with the Washington National Opera Chorus, you know, as a professional Mm -hmm. singer. And uh, after my first production with Washington National Opera as a chorister, which was Don Quixote, uh, Ruggiero Raimondi singing the title role. um, Nice. I I was, yeah, nice indeed. I was hooked uh, from that moment (laughs) on as far as being uh, able to do this as a career. Uh, This is... uh, this is a wonderful thing, a, a lucky thing, really. And um, I'm grateful ever since. This is amazing. Wow. So <laughs> how old were you then? Uh, let's see. Uh, when I started with the Washington yeah. National mm-hmm. Opera Chorus, mm-hmm. uh, I think I must have been a, a junior in college. Okay. All right. Oof, so t- 19? So I don't remember. So after, yeah. after that, did, were things easy for you, Trevor, once you made this big commitment to, to classical voice? Um, that's a, that's an interesting question. Easy. Uh, I think I have been fortunate for sure. Um, and, and some of my lucky breaks have made things easier than, than maybe some, Mm -hmm. but as far as how I feel about my singing, I think, uh, it wasn't super easy, especially to get over kind of my not really enjoying at first, being up in front of people, right. you know, I had a lot of stage fright. Mm-hmm. Um, I sang with a natural kind of, uh, I, w- I don't want you know, I want to say beautiful sound, but an uninformed technique mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for a long time. I kind of getting by on, oh, I kind of know what I'm doing, but not really. Mm-hmm. Let me just throw some sound out there, and mm-hmm. usually it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that gets harder and harder as you get older, as as a, a mutual friend of ours will tell us, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my coach, uh, Tony Manoli. And um, so I think uh, I, I struggled, at least internally, with with my, with my singing for a while. And as I matured and got a little bit older last few years uh, and, and kind of are, am understanding actual technique in singing, things have gotten a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable. And I think if that that hadn't happened, that transition uh, from kind of singing on natural, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, born ability Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to to a informed, more mastery of an instrument, Mm -hmm. I may have quit uh, a few years ago. Interesting. Because now now I don't have to be nervous. I don't have to be... uh, 
you know, uh, I know what to expect because I know how to do things now. You know how to handle it. Very comforting. It's yeah. very comforting. Yeah. I've always felt this about natural singers. You know, they can get by a long time until mm-hmm. they really get down into the trenches. And when that happens and there are some issues or overuse, you know, as you and I well know, um, it can really be a problem. So you have to own your voice, don't you? Absolutely right. So Yes, and, you know... Go ahead. Uh, well, I, you know, I spoke in my intro about the quality of a vocal sound and, and really highlighting yours as being so beautiful. You know, we, we listen to you and it gives us a lift or we gravitate towards that. Uh, tell me honestly, do you like your sound? That's a really interesting question also. Um, I have learned to like listening to myself. I, I used to be very... Uh, it was a hard. It was hard for me to listen to my performances, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of artists are like that. Of course. But um, uh, as I have matured and kind of discovered a technique, or, or, or have been coached up on a technique, mm-hmm. um, and embracing it, um, I enjoy. I enjoy myself singing in the moment much, much more. Oh, that's great. And I am confident in the product. You know, more, much more so than I ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sometimes will listen to older recordings and just to kind of get some perspective um, on where I've come and you know mm-hmm. how far I've come and kind of uh, reaffirm that I'm I'm on the right path um, vocally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes you get a laugh too because <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> kind of funny to, to hear yourself <laughs> as a young singer. Or but, sometimes um, we want to kill ourselves when we hear older yeah, things. Uh, and you think, oh, how can yeah. I do that? That's right. <laughs> but you do sound wonderful now, I have to say. Thank you. What is that point with, with all professional singers when we know that we can actually make a living out of this? I mean, was there a yeah. point uh, you, you know, in your growth where you thought, okay, I can, I can really do this? Uh, you know, I, I don't think as a freelance um, gig artist – that mm-hmm. you ever really are are comfortable or know that you will have this for the foreseeable future. Wow. You know, so I don't think, I think if, mo- if most working gigging artists that don't have like a salaried position or something like that are honest with themselves, uh, it is a, it's always a little bit of a, of a, I want to say discomfort, Mm-hmm. And motivation to keep at it because mm-hmm. you never know when it's going to go away. Because mm-hmm. you know it, it, could, it could be out of your control. Also, you could mm-hmm. have any number of injuries, both vocal or bodily, or, or illness, or mm-hmm. uh, the you know uh, any number of reasons you, you could find yourself not in the profession. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I don't think you ever really know that that things are that you're now arrived. For uh, let's put it that way. Interesting. Um, which I think is. You know, which is almost necessary, kind of like, uh, you know, I, I kind of I kind of liken it to uh, an ancient hunter-gatherer society where if you stop hunting or gathering for a week, you're, you will not survive. No one's going to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I like that. So this will keep you on your toes. Well. Yeah, I think it has to. Yeah. I love the way you've been on your toes recently, and uh, the music making we are hearing from you is extraordinary. I'd I'd like to just play a clip we have of you from Don Carlo. 
Um, this is oh, the yeah. Okaro Ascolta Io Moro. And you, you sing this so well. Um, have, Thank you. you. You have performed this role? The, so, this role is kind of my, the role I, I aspire to the most. I've not sung it in its mm-hmm. entirety, only in concert. Mm-hmm. Um, the, two, the, the two main, you know, death arias. Uh, I've I've never performed the whole role, and this is something I very much want to do. Oh, well, let's listen to a little bit of this. This is Trevor Schoenemann. Trevor Shinneman, it sounds mighty fine to me. Thank you. <laughs> are you are you listening to that and thinking, oh, could I have gone for that higher note with a little more spin? Or, or <laughs> are you ever totally yeah. satisfied? <laughs> you, you're a singer. You know the answer to that question. <laughs> yes, I do, and it's almost <laughs> of painful. <course. laughs> yep, yep. So you talk. Yeah, and, you know, the funny thing is that's like a two year old, at least two year old recording, and uh, it's amazing how you grow even in two years. You know, and yeah, I thought I was doing right. well then. And my, my gosh, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I have so much more things at my command now, even after two years. I think it's a lot to do with my age and et cetera. As, as a baritone, you, you mature later. but Of course. Yeah. But the thing of it is most people don't understand is that singing is a, a life study. And, yes. you know, even for those elder singers, they're still going back to the teacher. They're still perfecting, perfecting their art and their voice. And we have right. to keep doing this. And, and hence the excitement, you know. Um, it's, for sure. It's an interesting thing. Now, you talked before about being a hunter-gatherer, and I loved that mm. because I know you mm. have a family, and I know you're very close with your son. Hundred um, percent. How how having a child has that affected your career? 
I mean, I, I know it must be very hard to be away from your family for all the travel you do. But, you know, what what are the benefits? I mean, is having a son uh, forced you to look at music in a different way with a, a new depth? Yes, the, it, it absolutely has. Um, you know, it, it is a, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know if worn out or cliche is the right term, but it, 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 it's, uh, you know, they say that having having a child is like the ultimate perspective enhancer. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's absolutely true. Um, it, it, things that used to matter, I now you now see are really, you know, inconsequential. And mm-hmm. then things that you didn't think would matter, uh, uh, matter a lot. Mm-hmm. And um uh, yeah, it, it has been. It's it's difficult uh, having a family and, and doing this job. Mm-hmm. And uh, since my son was born, I've I've really tried to do more in the U.S. You know, I I sang a lot in Europe um, in the years uh, before he was born. But afterwards, you know, you know, I still take it. You know, I'll, I'll go out to Europe once in a while. But mm-hmm. if I can, if the opportunities are there to sing in closer to home more, I will definitely take those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you, you can yeah. be close to him and you can have that downtime. Right. So that What's kind... nice also is, yeah. is, is when, when, you know, when I'm off, I'm off and I'm home and I'm pre- very present. So we can do a lot of things together. Right. That maybe even um, someone that has like a, a traditional career, a nine to five career that maybe gets, you know, one and a half, two weeks off a year mm-hmm. uh, can enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. we can, we can, um, spend a lot of time together, intense, intense time uh, when I'm home, home. Oh, that's fantastic. So that, that yeah. is th- obviously brings me around to my next question. You know, mm. all of us as singers have experienced profound sacrifices that we've had to make mm. along the way. Um, is, is there anything you feel that you've sacrificed in your, your life that might have been an actual regret? Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, it's really hard to say that I regret anything about this job because I'm so lucky to have it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. hmm. Well, it sounds to me like you're pretty happy and adjusted there, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a constant, it, it's constant work. And you, mm-hmm. you, you never um, can get complacent. Right. Um, and finding that work-family balance is, is uh, kind of the ultimate uh, goal, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know we try every day to do our best. Are you still driving that pickup truck? Uh, I drive a version of it. So I drive. <laughs> you're, you're you're talking about my uh, my very nice Toyota Tacoma tricked out uh, <laughs> truck. Now now I'm driving a uh, Toyota 4Runner, which is like the SUV version of that. I love it. Uh, it's more. It's a little more family oriented, but but still preserves the kind of uh, ruggedness that I like in a vehicle. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> now, tell us amongst your many projects, um, you've yeah. got quite a bit coming up at the Metropolitan Opera this season. Yeah, it's it, uh, man, I, I'm so I'm so grateful uh, to that because it's not so far from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a quick train ride, a quick drive. You mm-hmm. know, uh, from my house in Columbia. Maryland, and so I, uh, man, if if I can work there, of course, it's a wonderful opportunity to sing at the Met. Mm-hmm. But man, it's great to be near home too. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, so I, I am there. I am there pretty much all season in the in the nineteen twenty season. Oh, that's fantastic! Um, so that's very very nice. Um, 
very nice to be nearby. Is there a signature yep. role coming up for you there? Well, I'm uh, I am covering the Count in uh, in Notte di Figaro, which mm-hmm. I sang two seasons ago mm-hmm. um, on short notice, shall we say? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and let's see. Oh, oh, Marcello in Bohème, which is one of the roles I do the most uh, everywhere, and always, always love, and never gets old. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I'm singing uh, the Baron in Traviata, which is fun, and a new production, which is lovely, um, from last season, and uh, a new role for me, uh, Monsieur de Bretigny in Manon by Massenet. Uh, so, which is a lovely. I love Massenet, and so it's. Uh, I've never done anything in that opera, and I'm. I'm looking forward to getting acquainted with it. Uh, That's in the fantastic. Fall. That's really fantastic. So let's talk about this covering mm-hmm. thing. You mm-hmm. know, our listeners don't really appreciate the fact that um, you know uh, it's one thing to be on stage, you know, full, and and another yeah. to be in the wings. And sure. I know you went on. I think it was for Marius Cavician in yeah, in twice. the Count, mm-hmm. and it was right. a fantastic high for you. And I know everyone at the Met yes. was really behind you. You know, just literally slipping in mid opera. Um, yes, it was wonderful. It, that must be, but you, you know, as a cover, we don't often go on. So that must have really been something, not only once, but twice for you. Right. It was really something. And, you know, I credit, I really do, you mentioned my colleagues. Um, they uh, were incredible. You know, it, it was a, a, a mid-season run of the show, which means that they had already done the main chunk of rehearsing and staging, mm-hmm. both for the principals and for the cover cast. And so I came in and I had, I think it was two days of rehearsal. And then I had uh, most of the run of the show to sit around and watch. And, mm-hmm. and um, But you kind of, you know, you get sometimes a little complacent because you, know, you think, you know, an artist like, you know, everyone's super solid and no one's getting sick. And, mm-hmm. and then the, at the end of the show, the last two shows is where, I was called upon, and that was pretty nerve-wracking. So to have my colleagues up there being very generous um, with, you know, uh, hints on where to go, what to do, that that production is pretty, um, the the set is very Mm maze-like. It's hard to tell from uh, the audience, but there's all these passages and twists and turns, and it's very dark. So just even to know where to go on stage was a a challenge. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, But, you know... Uh, but my, my colleagues just, they were so helpful. And you would never know from the audience, but they were giving me all kind of cues and letting me know what to do when when and where. And, um, you know, that was very fun. And after the big aria, I was able to just relax and enjoy. Of course. <laughs> the, whole, the whole experience. Because, you know, getting thrown on at intermission to just run on and sing Aiza uh, Vita La Causa is, uh, that's, Oh, wow. of it, of There's no warm up there. You're just on for the right, big so. aria. You know, yeah, people need fun. to appreciate how nerve wracking this is because you're sitting backstage not knowing if you're going on or not, but you've got to be right. prepared and ready. And that adrenaline yeah. run has to be there. Um, is is practicing easy for you, Trevor? That's a good question. Um, it is now. Hmm. It was not. I didn't know how to practice for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Uh, I was always, uh, let's call let's call it a quick study. I was mm-hmm. always a quick study. Mm-hmm. However, with that comes a bit of I don't want to say laziness, but maybe some laziness. And um, 
I often got caught cramming for projects. Mm -hmm. And once I figured out that to not do that is better (laughs) and that your your performance improves because you are not worried about preparation, then uh, things became a lot easier. So now I have kind of a process and um, I'm very comfortable in it. And it's very uh, long, uh, uh, kind of protracted and uh, I can I can when I when I arrive to the, the the first day I am I'm confident in my preparation. That's fantastic. And that makes things so much easier. Oh yeah, and how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the fun stuff. Um, sure. What What do you do for a good time when you're off? I mean, now that's outside of being with your son. But what, right. what do you like to do for fun? Oh man, I have I have several hobbies. Um, one is I love I love camping, hiking, anything with the outdoors. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, like wildlife and nature photography. I, you know, do that a lot when I, um, you know, have some time off from a gig in a nice location. Um, you know, I uh, let's see what else. Yeah, anything to do with the outdoors is uh, is big with me. Yeah, and imagine. one you might not know is that I'm a. Uh, I am a master level competitive pistol shooter. What? <laughs> Which might shock you. Yeah. This goes right up there with pilot. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I have a diverse uh, uh, group of interests, so to say. Uh, Trevor, you are shocking <laughs> me. I love this, though. This is yeah. so cool. The opera singer. Yeah, fun. The opera singer. Listen, if you've got one word to sum you up, one word mm. to sum you up, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, curious. I love it. And you're going to stay curious for the rest of your life. Oh, my dear. Yeah. This, Trevor, sure. Trevor Shinneman, this has been so much time, fun talking with you. You're just a great guy and simply a great singer. And, you know, Thank I have you. a good idea of the type of sound I like to hear from a baritone, and it is definitely what you offer. I want everyone to go to net or L2Artists for more information about this fascinating man. Trevor, thank you so much for being on stage, center stage. We've loved having you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. You bet. Anytime. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on center stage. Across a crowd. 